I'd be curious how many of you, you don't have to tell us what it is, but how many of you have identified your spirit animal? Anybody? Probably didn't expect that to be the first question. Uh, maybe not something you normally hear in church, but the, you know, there's like on Facebook and social media, you can take these quizzes of like what your spirit animal is. And these spirit animals are supposed to be like, that kind of is an animal that uh, you embody the characteristics of. Um, so maybe you would say, my spirit animal is, I don't know, a dove or something like that. I don't know if anybody picks doves. Um, but that, was that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> don't worry. I'm a professional. At what, I don't know. But there. Connor or I'll steal Bob's. We're still working out the kinks. This is a new model, new model building. Thanks, Bob. Okay, anyway, spirit animals. Uh, my spirit animal is something really strong or clumsy, one of the two, because of, you know, I just rip, you know, ripped that out. So um, maybe you would guess that mine would be a giraffe, you know, Paul. Uh, my friend um, from high school, he would call me Eeyore because, I don't know, sometimes I'd be like in a sad mood and I'd kind of talk like Eeyore, you know, the sad donkey, Winnie the Pooh. So maybe a sad donkey is my spirit animal. Katie would probably say uh, either a sloth, a snail, or a pokey puppy. Uh, because she says I'm pokey, but it would make sense that I'd be a porcupine then, right? Because porcupines are pokey, get it? No, different, different kind of pokey. Uh, but some people might choose an animal that they wished embodied their characteristics, you know, kind of like aspirational. Or sometimes people have like joke spirit animals, like my spirit animal is Beyonce. How many of us have Beyonce as our spirit animal? I don't know. Hopefully you don't. I mean, it's okay. Uh, but I wonder how many people would choose a sheep to be there. Uh, spirit animal. Uh, let me share just a few characteristics of sheep, and you can decide if you'd like a sheep to be your spirit animal. This is from some quotes from some books, because I'm not a, an expert in sheep, but just three characteristics. One is, uh, sheep do not just take care of themselves, as some might suppose. They require, more than any other class of livestock, endless attention and meticulous care. Uh, another quote, sheep, ha sheep have a special problem. They have no defenses. Cats have teeth, claws, and speed. Dogs have their teeth and their speed. Horses can kick, bite, and run. Bears can claw, bite, and crush. Deer can run, but the sheep have no bite or claws and cannot outrun any serious predator. They can butt other sheep, but that ability will not protect them from a wolf or from a bear. Also, sheep are notorious creatures of habit. If left to themselves, they will follow the same trails until they become ruts, graze the same hills until they turn to desert wastes, pollute their own ground until it's corrupt with disease and parasites. Uh, a commonly held but serious misconception about sheep is that they can just get along anywhere. The truth is quite the reverse. No other class of livestock requires more careful handling, more deep, detailed direction than do sheep. So let me just review uh, what we just read. Uh, sheep require endless attention, meticulous care, protection, uh, more careful handling and detailed direction than any other livestock. They're defenseless. They have destructive habits. They're also timid, easily scared, stubborn. Uh, and uh, we could just say sheep are kind of high maintenance. It's like, don't get into a relationship with a sheep because they're going to be high maintenance. Uh, so do you feel inspired reading that to say, yes, I want to take the quiz on Facebook and I want sheep to be my spirit animal. Is that high maintenance, fearful you need, you know, needs a lot of attention, will ruin everything. Uh, but probably none of us would say that. But uh, one word that maybe sums up all that I just read about sheep is needy. Sheep are very needy, uh, which means they're very dependent. 
and reliance. And we might ask, on what? Well, they're very dependent and reliant on a shepherd. Sheep have needs that can only be met uh, if they have a shepherd. Because sh- and because sheep are so needy, shepherds have to give them constant care and be attentive to what they need at any given moment. Because sheep don't just take care of themselves. But maybe you're, so maybe you're not inspired to make a sheep be your spirit animal. But maybe you can feel like you can relate to sheep. Like, man, I feel like I'm a little high maintenance. You know, I'm not saying this, this would be a bad thing. I feel like sometimes I'm high maintenance. Like, I can get scared easily. How many times I got scared in the past week? Um, I can get into really bad habits that just kind of are destructive to me or destructive to people around me. I can be stubborn. I can kind of be uh, stiff-necked. So maybe as you were, uh, as I was reading about the sheep, uh, hopefully you're thinking about yourself and not thinking, that really describes the person next to me. Uh, so don't, don't say if it did. Uh, but when, when we look in the mirror, we often see someone who looks a lot like a sheep. Uh, and God has chosen sheep to describe what we are like. Here's a quote from a book, um, a, shepherd, a shepherd writing about uh, this concept that God sees us as sheep. He says, It is no accident that God has chosen to call us sheep. The behavior of sheep and human beings is similar in many ways. Our mass mind or mob instincts, our fears and timidity, our stubbornness and stupidity, our perverse habits are all parallels of profound importance. Yet despite these adverse characteristics, Christ chooses us, buys us, calls us by name, makes us his own, and delights in caring for us. And so all those things I just read about sheep earlier, you know, just replace the word sheep with human. Uh, and Think of, and we would not be very far off in what God describes us as. Like just everything you know about sheep, replace that word with human, and this is what uh, people are like. And God knows that that's true of us. And he knows that we are needy like sheep, that if left to ourselves, we'll destroy ourselves, we'll destroy wherever we're living, um, and mean look around uh, the world, or even just look around your own personal world, and it's like, man... I'm pretty destructive. Humans are pretty destructive to each other and to uh, the world. And if we are sheep, then we are very needy and we are in desperate need of a shepherd. Uh, The health and happiness of a sheep depends on the shepherd. Um, And whether that's a good shepherd or bad shepherd is going to steer whether the sheep is healthy and happy. And throughout scripture, there's uh, this big long story in the Bible from the beginning of creation all the way to uh, God making a whole creation new. Uh, there's a theme, of, a theme of a promised shepherd that would come uh, to lead God's people. One of those uh, verses is Isaiah 53:6. It says, "All we like sheep have gone astray; we've turned every one to his own way." In other words, we're lost. Uh, returning to our own way is uh, going astray from the shepherd. We're lost without a shepherd. Uh, but that chapter says God is going to bring a servant who's going to lay down his life for these sheep that have gone astray. Uh, also, Israel's leaders, uh, the nation of Israel, are described as shepherds, but often they were uh, performing as bad shepherds. Uh, and so a sheep without a, a, shepherd, a good shepherd is a sheep whose essential needs aren't being met. Uh, sheep need a shepherd for satisfaction of their hunger and thirst, for protection from external and internal threats to their life, for restoration when lost, for guidance on the right paths, for care when injured or sick, for discipline when they're misbehaving, for comfort when they're fearful or in danger. And so God talks about himself as being uh, Israel's shepherd, but then also talks about human leaders as being Israel's shepherd, is that these human leaders are supposed to be doing something uh, for God's people to give them all of these things. Around 700 B.C., 700 years before Jesus, 
Um, we read Micah chapter 5. And that uh, chapter, there's a prophet who was uh, chosen by God to speak to God's people saying, there is going to be a shepherd that I'm going to give you as a leader who's going to uh, shepherd my people. I'm going to you know, I'm going to appoint this shepherd. I'm going to put them in position uh, over my people. There's a promise given in 700 B.C. 600 B.C., God, uh, through Ezekiel, Ezekiel gives a performance review of the leaders of Israel, uh, calling them bad shepherds. And, you know, they, it's like, all right, guys, time for your yearly performance review. Let's tell you how you've done. And he just lists out all these things that they do wrong, that you are bad shepherds, basically neglecting the sheep and using the sheep. Uh, they're neglecting their needs and using the sheep for their own needs instead of taking care of the sheep. Uh, and then God says a little further in Ezekiel, here's my performance review of the bad shepherds, but guess what? I'm going to come. God's going to step in. Uh, he's going to say, I'm going to be uh, the shepherd of my people. He, we see repeated, behold, I, I myself. He says, I'm going to go do the job of a good shepherd. All these leaders, they're bad shepherds, so okay, I'm going to step in and do it myself. Uh, but then he goes on, verse 23, of Ezekiel 34, and he says, after saying all these times, I'm going to be their shepherd, I'm going to be their shepherd, I'm going to be their shepherd, I personally am going to be their shepherd, all of a sudden, verse 23, it says, I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, he shall feed them, he shall feed them and be their shepherd. And so wait, God just said a whole bunch of times, I'm going to be their shepherd, then all of a sudden he says, my servant David is going to be their shepherd. Okay, well, which one is it? Is God going to be their shepherd? Or is this human in the family line of David, going to be their shepherd. But basically, he's saying there's a good shepherd coming who's going to be everything we, that you need. And then when Jesus comes on the scene in the first century, uh, he says, I am the good shepherd. John chapter 10, verse 14, that there's all these passages. Jesus sees himself as fulfilling the good shepherd that God promised. Uh, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. We just went the past three weeks on Sundays, we've been going through that. Jesus is saying, I'm the good shepherd, fulfilling that psalm. Ezekiel 34, God says, you guys are bad shepherds, I'm going to come as the good shepherd. And Jesus is saying, I'm fulfilling the good shepherd that God promised. Micah 5, that there's going to be a king, a ruler born in the town of Bethlehem, and he's going to be a shepherd over my people. And Jesus is saying, I'm fulfilling that prophecy. And then Isaiah 53, we all, like sheep, have gone astray. But God is going to bring a servant who's going to lay down his life on behalf of the sheep that have gone astray. And Jesus says, I'm fulfilling all of that. I'm the good shepherd who lays down uh, my life for the sheep. And Jesus essentially says, I'm born into a world of lost sheep, and I've come to be their shepherd. Let me read a quote about describing sheep that are lost um, from one of these books that I was mentioning earlier. Once a sheep knows that it is lost, it tries to hide under a bush or a rock and begins quivering and bleeding. Bleating, not bleeding. The shepherd must, I would, I would give you an impression of that, but I'll spare you of what bleeding is. Uh, the shepherd must locate it quickly, lest it be hurt and killed by a wild animal. On being found, it is usually too traumatized to walk and must be carried back to the flock or to the village. This is an action done, now this, the author's talking about him personally, how it applies to us. This is an action done for me. He, the good shepherd, brings me back. Unaided, the lost sheep cannot find its way home. As a lost sheep, my only hope is in the good shepherd who will come after me and hopefully find me, pick me up, and carry me back to safety. I don't know, we often will joke about, you know, I was just so stressed I was laying down in the fetal position. And that's kind of like a joke, but that's like actual description here. Once a sheep knows that it's lost, it tries to hide under a bush or rock and begins quivering and bleeding. 
the shepherd must locate it quickly. And it's like this raw image, right? Like, imagine you're walking through the woods, you come upon the sheep just huddled under a bush, uh, shivering uh, because it's so scared. And it's like fetal position. And we often can feel that. I mean, you, we, that's very raw. Do you ever feel like that? Like a sheep hovering under a bush being just like, I just want it to stop. Why is this happening to me? Why does this keep happening? Why, why now, God? And we can just feel like we're like that sheep. And I'm lost and I'm feeling the pain and the fear of it. And we can relate to a sheep in that position. And a key question, which we'll come back to in a bit, is how do you think God or Jesus responds when you feel like that? When you're like, I just want to lay in the fetal position today. I just want to stay in my bed and put my head under the covers because I just can't deal with everything I've got going on. There's too much stress, too much difficulty, too much pain. And how does God respond to you when you are in that position? That's a very important question, probably the most important question of your life that you can answer. But he gives this beautiful image. It says, uh, on being found, it is usually too traumatized to walk. It must be carried back to the flock or to the village. And hopefully you can see this image. Um, I know I'm blocking you guys, but I'll get out of the way. There's a shepherd here carrying the sheep on its shoulders. And you think, like, you know, talk about high maintenance. thing won't even walk. It just makes, you know, its owner carry it around. But it's no, it's... True, too traumatized. This is a person who's found a lost sheep and it's too traumatized to be returned to the flock on its own. And so being carried, and that's just a beautiful picture of when we feel traumatized in life, how does Jesus treat us? How does he respond to that? And that's when Jesus, he was, when he was walking the earth, people were like, why are you hanging out around with all these broken, messed up people who've made a, a, you know, a wreck of their lives? Why are you hanging out with all these sinners? All these people who break the rules, who aren't living a good life. And Jesus said, he told a story about uh, a shepherd who had a hundred sheep, and one went astray. And he says these exact words, the shepherd went and found it and put it on his shoulders and then brought it back to the rest of the flock. And Jesus says, uh, why am I hanging out with all these broken, messed up people? Because I want to bring them back. I want to carry them on my shoulders back to my father. That's why Jesus is doing that. And when Jesus looked at people... He saw them as harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd, we're told. And he had, and what did he feel towards that? Oh, harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Well, here we go again. i got to help them out again. No, he didn't feel that. He felt compassion. He felt this uh, churning in his gut that I need to do something about this. And Jesus described us as lost sheep who need a shepherd to find us and bring us home. And only God can be the good shepherd we need. But only a human can be the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. And so God sent his son uh, to be born as a human so he could both be God as the good shepherd we need and the human who could lay down his life for the sheep because God as he is in himself cannot die. And if the good shepherd is going to lay down his life for the sheep, he must die. And so God became human in order to be the good shepherd that we need who lays down his life for us. And so basically God became human in order to die for us. Maybe we don't think that on birthdays, is that, hey kid, you were born today so you can die someday. No, <laughs> uh, but God's purpose is, I'm going to be born so that I may die for you. Or I may ask, well that seems, I don't know, a little intense. Like why die? Why does he have to die? Uh, but Jesus says, I've come to give you abundant life. John 10.10, 10, life to the full. Where he's talking about being the good shepherd, he says, I've come to give you abundant life, to give you a full life. And he defines that as knowing God and knowing him as our shepherd, saying our deepest and most essential need, abundant life, is found in knowing God and having a relationship with Him. 
But the problem is that going astray has its consequences. That when we leave the flock, there's consequences to that. And to be brought back into good relationship with God, we need forgiveness. Because when we've turned our back on Him, uh, betrayed Him, rebelled against Him, said, I don't want anything to do with you, I just want to do this on my own, now we need forgiveness. And forgiveness is always costly to the person who's giving it. Because they're basically saying, that wrong you did, I'm not going to pay you back for it, I'm just going to pay for it. I'm going to forgive you of that debt. And so it's always costly to the person giving it. And so God became human so he could pay the cost to bring us back to him. And the good shepherd is both God in the flesh as, a, as the shepherd, but he's also the perfectly sinless lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Is that the shepherd lays down his life as a lamb uh, and sacrifice for us, but is also the shepherd. And shepherds do for sheep what they cannot do for themselves. Lost sheep cannot find themselves. We cannot turn back to God on our own. We need someone to lay their life down for us in order to bring us back. And Jesus came to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And so just to close, you are a needy sheep. Maybe you'll put that on your mirror. <laughs> I probably won't, but you know, get some of that car paint or whatever and put needy sheep on your mirror and you look at it and it's like, yeah, I'm looking at a needy sheep. I'm looking uh, at someone who is very dependent and very reliant on somebody else. And that's not a, a, a design flaw or a malfunction. God made us needy. It's not like we were never not needy at some point. Uh, we have a lot more need now that um, we've turned from him because now we need uh, Jesus' death for our forgiveness. But we, it's not a, divine, a design flaw. And so the question is, how does Jesus respond to your needs? When Jesus looks at our world, when Jesus looks at you, what does he feel? Disappointment? Frustration? Annoyance? Apathy? Indifference? Nothing? Anger? Exasperation? Does he just throw his arms up? Oh, one of these people going to get it together. Uh, or does he just kind of cross his arms like, well, let's see if they can fix this themselves. And we're told what he feels is compassion, that his heart goes out to us, that he says, I want to bring them back. I want to pick them up and put them on my shoulders and bring them back to God. That's Jesus' deepest desire for us. And so one of the most important questions for you, to answer, for you to answer is, how does Jesus respond to your needs? And the answer is that he responds to your needs like a good shepherd would respond to the needs of his sheep. He has intimate knowledge about you, your struggles, your weaknesses, your wounds, your needs. And what he does with that, he gives you attention and he gives you care. And what does he want for you? Which is also a very important question. <laughs> is What does he do with our needs and what does Jesus want for you? And we're told, John 10.10, 10, that the Good Shepherd wants abundant life. He wants to provide for our deepest and most essential needs, which is to know God and be known by God. And so Jesus' invitation he gave over and over again was, Come to me. If you're weary and heavy laden, come to me and I will give you rest. The only way a sheep can get rest is from their shepherd. We talked about that in one of the sermons, so I won't go into it now. But a sheep is restless and it needs help from a shepherd to make it be able to rest. So he says, if you're weary and heavy burden, come to me, I'll give you rest. He says, if you're hungering for something more than this life, than this world can give you, come to me and I'll give it to you. If you're thirsting for something deeper that, than this world can quench, that it can satisfy, come to me and I'll give it to you. I'll be your shepherd. I'll lead you into those green pastures. I'll lead you beside the still waters. I'll bring you into a relationship with God. I'm going to give you what you're desiring. And so he basically says, make me your shepherd. Rely on me. Rest in my care. The health and happiness of the sheep depend on the shepherd. And if we have Jesus as our shepherd, he's the best we can have. And so we can rejoice in that. And we can have comfort 
uh, in that we can rely on Him. Let me pray and then I'm going to give you a few announcements. Father, thank You for this this night that we get to spend together. That we get to marvel at the fact that You, the God of glory, the God who created all things, was born. You were born as a baby. That You took on... Uh, flesh in order that you might be for us what we can't be for ourselves, that you came to be our good shepherd, uh, to lead us out from the mess we've gotten ourselves into. And so, Lord, would you tonight, no matter where we might find ourselves in relation to you and your son, would you let us take one step closer tonight, uh, or one step more of surrender to him, that we'd see, I can trust him with my needs, that I can trust him to lead me, to guide me, to take care of me. In his name we pray. Amen.